My name's Rebecca, and you're listening to Single AF. Hi, everyone. Thank you for coming back to my podcast for the second episode. We had Elise for the first episode where we talked a little bit about friendships in general, and that's obviously a big part of everyone's life. Today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that with Taylor, and we're going to kind of focus on toxic traits that you can have in both platonic relationships and in romantic relationships, and just kind of see where we as women and even men maybe need to to sit back and just kind of think about who we are and what we're doing. And I'm rambling. That is my, (laughs) (laughs) that is obviously I can talk. I never have a problem talking. What it is is when I forget what I'm saying and the words come out before the thinking. But anyway, word vomit. It's like okay. word vomit. I word vomit a lot. It's great. But um, actually, something that started this conversation with Taylor is we were talking about how we have females in our lives where they, where in an attempt to be seen as equal with men, have adopted very toxic traits that almost in our eyes kind of hurt the feminist movement or make it go backwards because they're more focused on being equal in these toxic ways than actually being equal when it comes to equal pay or equal opportunities. They're more focused on equal emotions, equal actions in all senses. And toxic is toxic regardless of what your gender is. So that's kind of, we had, we had a pretty good conversation that one night. I really wish I saved that conversation. It was a good one. It was a good one. I need to stop having conversations in Snapchat is what I'm (laughs) learning. conversation that we had I thought was really good because a lot of the traits that I've noticed I know you have kind of like when we were talking about it you're like oh my god yeah and I've noticed that women who possess these traits do things just specifically kind of like to spite the men that have hurt them in the past yes and that's not really hurting that's not really helping anybody you know like address the toxic trait, ask them to fix it, and then move on with your life and get them out of your life if they're not serving you in a positive way. And same thing for men too. Like it's not just men, it's women. So yeah, I think something that is in my life for, I got, I don't want to say for a while, but like recently I had a situation where I purposely distanced myself from toxicity and I was then judged and labeled as a toxic person because I didn't want the, it's just like, we got to normalize separating from people. You, you're not going to be friends. And this is kind of goes back to something I discussed with um, Elise, but you're not going to be friends with everybody. It's, it's physically impossible. But also like, are you friends with someone because you want to be friends and actually have things in common? Or are you friends with them because of proximity, whether it be a similar hobby, a, a similar location or something like that? Like, are you do you actually vibe with that person when it comes to their beliefs and the way they act? But getting judged for trying to separate from people is was something that like at first yeah. was a weird. It was a weird. It was a weird situation to to go through. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad I did because I do think there's obviously things in my life I need to address, and there's things mm-hmm. I'm addressing. And obviously, like you know, I'm going through therapy and I'm I'm mm-hmm. addressing my life. Doesn't negate anything I may have done wrong, but it does help me to go back and evaluate these relationships and see the toxic traits that, and nothing against the other person. They may not even realize these traits are toxic. Mm -hmm. I think when you, when it comes to relationships, there comes like a point in your relationship where you recognize the toxic traits and you can go down one of two roads. You can go down the get out of my space road or you can go okay we're gonna address this and fix it together as a friendship unit or a relationship unit or a familial unit like you can't just let the toxicity take over in your relationships because down the line then they're not going to be fixed yeah they're not going to get any better and I agree with you when you talk about like stigmas about like not being friends with somebody anymore or growing apart from someone because that's not anybody's quote like fault. It's something that, you know, just happens naturally. Like you grow, you change. I mean, we don't change like drastically, but we make little changes that help 
bring happiness within ourselves. And if someone isn't bringing you happiness, then like get that bread, get that head, then leave. Peace out. Like, <laughs> I don't like, I have <laughs> struggle. I struggle. I struggle with the leaving part in all aspects of my life. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I agree because I think the specific situation, which I know you're aware of, I think the act of me trying to separate myself was seen a certain way when really I was just trying to leave. That's yeah. all I was trying to do. There's other situations, there's other friendships from college where we were close through all of college and come post-college, we live hours away from each other. We have completely mm-hmm. different jobs and it's just, and that was more of a natural slow progression, which I think is kind of more accepted in a way. But I think that there's nothing wrong with wanting to cut people out of your life. I do disagree with the people that make a big deal about cutting people yeah, out of their life. That's, that's just feels like high school to me. Yeah, it's um, petty. It's not it's, like adult, you know, like you can't just be like, I hate you. I don't like you. I'm leaving. like, that's, that's not in yeah. real life. That's not a healthy communication. But I know that from that situation happening, like the specific person was demonstrating those traits that we were talking about earlier, where she or he or them was just trying to be the alpha in every situation and was trying to assert dominance when they didn't necessarily need to just be, but they did it just because they could, or they did something to somebody that they were talking to because the people that they had talked to in the past had done that to them. And that's when it gets really like convoluted where what you were saying earlier as well, where it like muddles the water in terms of equality, because like, you're not going to be able to be equal if you're constantly trying to out toxic the other genders. Yes. So I think maybe a good thing to go into now would be to talk about like how you see equality. And like when you think of equality, what are, what do you see as it? And what do you hope for it to become as obviously 2020 is a very, I don't even know. I don't even have the word for it anymore. Obviously we have a new Supreme justice that very big when it comes to equality right now. So like, what are your thoughts and what you see it, what it is and what do you see it becoming or what do you hope it to become? So I view equality as kind of the definition of equality, like equality of in all senses of the word. So financial, uh, bodily autonomy, being able to kind of do whatever the heck you want, regardless of your gender. Like I don't want to walk into a job interview and be looked over because I'm a woman, because I might have kids one day, or I might be married one day, even though I might not be within that time frame, you know? And I'm hoping that one of like one of my supreme hopes for future generations and younger generations and you and I is I'm hoping that more men feel comfortable identifying themselves with the feminist movement because it's not an issue that just involves women because we've seen toxic male traits that come out as well because like the idea of toxic masculinity all that stuff affects men in a very prevalent way in the exact same way that sexism affects women in a very real way on a daily basis so it's more than just like the textbook meaning but then like twist it and morph it so that it includes everybody because it's not just female male there are other genders to include in that conversation as well and especially when you talk about feminism is you can't just talk about women. You have to talk about trans women too. And you have to be very inclusive when you talk about it. So that's what I think. So like, I think for the longest time, I always just thought of it on the surface. Like I took women's studies. I was supposed to minor in it for a bit, but college took me a different direction. And you, in those classes, you focus so much on like, like when I took my women's writing class, we just focused on women who wrote. Okay, great. Wonderful to know. Great women that, that have written and spoken. I learned a lot from that or like my actual traditional women's studies class where it was like, well, when men make this and women make this. And so like, yes, I agree that we should be, be equal and pay and equal. And yeah. that, but I never really thought of it beyond that level because mm-hmm. I just kind of, Obviously, all that stuff kind of encompasses together of, like, 
being treated the same and all that, but to actually think of it on a social aspect, and especially when we, we tie it into this idea of toxicity, yes, you have the right to act toxic, but you also have the right to be judged because you're acting toxic. Yeah. And I think that's something that it took me a while to, to even in my, and how I act myself, I, I am not innocent in being like, and some of the things I've said where I was like, well, so-and-so, whether it be a man or whoever, they can act or do that. Why can't I act or do that? Are we not equal? And now I'm kind of seeing, and maybe it's because I'm turning 28 tomorrow and I'm old, <laughs> but <laughs> old. <laughs> but I'm, I'm now seeing that, okay, yes, I technically can act that way. I can be that way. I can be this, that, and the other thing. But it also means that the reaction to me should be the same as if a man did it. If a man yeah. is yelling, fuck you to somebody, and I'm yelling, fuck you to somebody, I, we should be treated equally. Yeah. And it, I'm not, because we're being treated equally doesn't make my fuck you any more right or wrong than his. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I forget, like, it's the, it's, what's the, what you always say with freedom of speech. People are like, you have the freedom of speech, but not the freedom from consequences. And I think that's kind of the thing that I really, especially in the last year, but in the last few years of my life have been coming to terms with um, when yep. it comes to equality, where as an overall, where I hope to see us go, I, there's so much that can be done. Like there's so much when you, when you start talking about like dressing standards, yep. uniforms, um, being inherently judged, like you said, because you may become pregnant. You may never even become exactly. pregnant, but you're going to be judged on your ability to reproduce. Where to start with that? I don't know. I think right now we obviously have, we have Planned Parenthood that we need to stand behind for yep. obvious reasons. We have programs that we really need to support these with like women in STEM and things like that. I don't know if you saw that TikTok a few weeks ago where that girl was trying to talk in class and all her male counterparts just kept talking over her. So like there's, there's all these issues and I can't say I have, I can tell you right straight up. I have no answers. Yeah. I would hope that we make improvements in some of these ways that are inherent in us so that we can maybe then address the bigger issues as a collective. I think also we need to recognize that apart from gender, we're human beings at the end before anything else. And what concerns me is when others, whether it be because of your own prejudices, the way you were brought up, or because of this, that, and the other thing, you just treat the other person like they're less than, based off of their gender, based off of who they love, based off of all this stuff. And it blows my mind and it makes me really upset that we don't recognize that it shouldn't matter. Any of those things shouldn't matter, but they do. And they've been ingrained so deeply in the very fabric of who we are that we just subliminally notice them. And I hope that especially because I've been studying a lot about this in the like early feminist movement and the neo-feminist movements, they didn't talk about black women at all no like black women were very 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 marginalized out of everybody because if you're we're looking at this in a very like linear timeline after the emancipation proclamation and after the 13th 14th and 15th amendments black men got the right to vote but it wasn't up until the 1960s that black women had the right to vote because they were more subjugated to prejudice than any other group and even though it was the 19th Amendment that made it legal for women to vote, it was still ingrained in our society that they couldn't. And then in the neo-feminist movement, Black women just kind of like were prevented from participating in those movements. And it just wasn't, it didn't sit right with me. And I think we have to include Black women in that discussion because they've been left out of that discussion yeah. at every turn of the feminist movement that we've had. I obviously agree with what you're saying. And yeah. it's, again, it's one of those things where I don't have the answer, but I think it's one of those things, I'm going to repeat my words because I ramble, but I feel like thinking about that, there's um some black women TikTokers who I follow and I've learned a lot about their experiences and how they've gotten to where they are in life. And they've made me think about things that I didn't realize were, I don't want to say um, racist because I can't remember if they specifically described it as racist, but where people take fictional characters and the fictional characters history 
is based on the fact that they're from Africa or they're from, from here and then from there. And then we go and we whitewash them. And someone goes, well, it's a fictional character to begin with. But she, and this, this creator was like, yeah, but her history is because of where she's from. It's not like we took her from some random planet that doesn't exist and then changed her skin color because technically it's a planet, some random planet. And that was a that was an eye-opening thing for me that I never realized. Well, one, I'm not into superheroes. It was specifically about superheroes. But, like, I'm not into that. So I never thought about things like that. But I found that interesting that when it comes to whitewashing, it's not just because it's a fictional character, it's okay because it's a fake character. But yeah. when their history is actually based on real culture that mm-hmm. is inherently black asian whichever race and then we go and whitewash them for a movie yeah. it, it actually is a huge deal uh and I, on the surface level i was like yeah that makes sense it's a big deal but then when she explained it that way i was like oh my god i, I never yeah. thought about it that way so i think that is definitely something i as a person need to open my eyes and my ears to listening to their their struggles and how they view the world and like what can i do to stop my inherent bias from from happening oh cow good back up you can stop right there i'm on single tiktok again like how do they know i stopped talking to somebody like somebody alerts tiktok they spy on you. They, Don't you know they're in China and China knows everything? China knows all, if they know this much, they literally need to be like, Becca, this is who you're going to marry. And then we can like cut all the bullshit. And then I just like <laughs> skip right over. That's my theory. I don't care that China knows. I just want China to tell me. Oh yeah. My TikTok for you page is like way too specific at this point. So yeah. All right. So what were you? Oh, female chauvinist. So you actually, I liked the definition you gave me the other day on female chauvinist because I never, I can't say I thought of it the way that you, you had, well, you're very by the book dictionary girl, which would make sense for someone about to go to law school. (laughs) (laughs) So like when I would think of a female chauvinist, I would think of basically the the man that's sitting in front of the TV with his beer, with his beer gun. Yeah. ordering his woman around I would see that except for female and like that's kind of what I thought as a female chauvinist and then when you explained it to me the other day I was like that makes sense but also like I never I never stopped to think about that so do we have the definition of that I mean from my experiences at least in what I have come across is like a female chauvinist is kind of in my personal definition because I've morphed it a little bit because it's, again, it's very by the book, but then it also, it also doesn't leave any room for interpretation at all. So like I view a female chauvinist as somebody who like specifically does like male toxic traits and takes them upon herself just because she can and treats men in the same way that men are uh, very much criticized for treating women kind of like as a big like fuck you to men all the men that they've encountered in their lives it's it's a term that not a lot a lot of people kind of know which which is totally fine like yeah what we were talking about earlier is everybody needs to be held accountable for their toxic traits like these women who are chauvinists like deserve to be called out on their bullshit like yeah i do you almost feel like like we're obviously calling it female chauvinists because we're talking about people who are female but essentially and the sake of being equal they're just chauvinists it has nothing to do with their gender they're not chauvinists because they're female or chauvinists because they're male they're chauvinists because they're chauvinists now they have made specific reasons like you were saying they're trying to give a big f you to a man or something like that and that might be a cause for the chauvinist chauvinism but essentially there's almost no need for that like specifying that they're a female chauvinist yep i think like when you talk about and in the situation like the conversation that we had kind of brought on by this experience that you had with this other person and we were kind of thinking oh well it's kind of also like a pick me girl like female chauvinism and like pick me girls kind of go hand in hand a little bit when it comes to traits that they demonstrate, at least I think. 
Yeah, so it's so funny. I think everyone kind of has a slightly different definition of pick me girl, but also maybe a similar definition. Yeah. So when I think of a pick me girl, I, there's several different women in my life that I think could qualify as being a, a pick me girl, but for different reasons. One that sh- their version of being a pick me girl or my, wh- how I see them as being a pick me girl is the fact that they always brag that they have sex. They have sex with this boy. They have sex with that boy. And they want you to know they have sex and they want you to pick them as being good at having sex, mm-hmm. finding yeah. sex or whatever it is. But then there's also the pick me girls who are saying pick me for like attention. So it's like, look, yeah. at how great, which I guess is the same thing. Like that girl's trying to say she's so great at having sex um there's other girls that are like look i need attention i'm going to do x y and z because no one pays attention to me mm-hmm. and and all of that and i i'm kind of going way off onto like my own little tangent here i do think there is a, a correlation between chauvinist and pick me girls but i think it's a fine line like you were saying that there's room for interpretation yeah i don't think a girl bragging about how much she has sex is necessarily a chauvinist depending on how she's going about it. Like she's not saying she's not bragging about having sex to say F you to the man. She's bragging about having sex so we can talk about how awesome she is or whatever the case may be. It's, it's kind of like the thing where, forgive me if I say this like completely inflected, but it's like not all uh, rhombuses are squares, but all squares are rhombuses it's like, it's kind of like the same thing. I don't know. I, I went through math and I just, it was like, it blew my mind because of that. Cause it's like, I do, I do get what you're saying. So, so at the very essence of it, all chauvinists are pick me people mm-hmm. at the very, very base of it. But just the fact that they're a pick me person doesn't mean they're chauvinists because they might, it may start out that way. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they have to end the same way. Yeah. And I, I've got to say, I think we talked a little bit yesterday where I was saying when I was in college, there was a lot of things I bragged about just because in my head I was cool or I thought it was cool that I did X, Y, and Z. And now I'm like, what the hell was I on? Like the baby Becca girl, there's a reason you were single in college. Like <laughs> you were crazy. Know what I mean? Like I know exactly what you mean because that was me too. <laughs> be like, be like. The point of drinking was to black out. Oh, let me talk about how I blacked. Yeah. First of all, because of how I judge people for blacking out now, I know exactly what all those people were thinking about me then. But <laughs> so I definitely, I, I was in a position of being a pick me girl then. But I think other circumstances in my life thankfully led me in the way. Yeah. Of not making it my identity and not transitioning into what well, I can do this because men can do this kind yeah. of thing. I think also when you talk about like pick me girls, you're talking about disliking something just because you want to be not like quote, not like other girls. I hate that. Like I'm, I'm no. not like other girls because I don't no. like the notebook and I hate romantic comedies. Like little shit like that because you're trying to be quote, like, less feminine, and you can absolutely like all of those things and not be a feminine girl at all. I know. Like, and it's it's just these things that we think that men are, like, oh my gosh, like, wow, she's, she's fresh, she's not like everybody else, like, you know, and it's just this notion that we can't, we have to get out of our own ways, because if we just constantly compare ourselves to every other woman on the planet, then that's not going to help anybody in our relationships, because they're wanting, the person who you're in a relationship is wanting to get to know you, not what they think their version of you is. Like, why would you ever want to change your likes for, for a man? Like, I don't, I don't, I cannot conceptualize that because that goes against everything. I, I mean, I'm guilty of doing that. Like, now I do, as people, it's so funny. People say I lead with the crazy now. But it's because, <laughs> it's because it's, I've learned that you can only hide who you truly are for so long. Yeah. And it's eventually going to come out. You, you got to lead with the crazy because oh, I agree. it's eventually, if it doesn't come out naturally now, it's going to blow up later yeah. and it's going to cause problems. 
freaking, I love The Notebook. It is a very problematic movie. It's oh, a very God. problematic premise. That could be a whole other podcast. That's but I love that movie. You know, it, but I don't wear makeup. So am I not like the other girls? Because I don't wear makeup, but I love The Notebook. You know, it's, what do you define as the other girls? That I, that, I think that is a good, that's another good version of like a pick me girl, but would not necessarily, like I was saying, like there can be different definitions, but they're all semi-connected in essence they want to be picked because they're better for some reason whether it be not like the other girl or they have a lot of sex or they they have there's a specific thing that I was about to say but I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that and that's another thing I'm learning with my old age not everything needs to be said oh agreed you can keep things to yourself and you don't have to overshare with I think that's that's a big thing with like social media Oh yeah. Eating into this because everything, everything's open, especially with these people that are content creators, their life is essentially their business. So like, yeah. then they, then it gets into like, wasn't there was that, um, that TikTok couple not too long ago where they were in a relationship, but they didn't want to ruin their brand. So the guy acted single and then it like came out that. Oh, I did see that. It was like the wine guy or something. The wine guy. I don't know. I am not on that side of TikTok at all. Messy. That's on messy TikTok. I've been on there. I love it. You should get on it. I should get on messy TikTok. I've been trying to stay on positive TikTok. The serotonin levels in my body are low and the Lexapro (laughs) only does so much, (laughs) but it's, it's, I don't know how I got on this tangent. I know it ties in. I don't remember either. How on earth did I get here? Oh, social media and it aiding and like, it's just like, we're enforcing that you have to be seen a certain way. And so like people are literally lying about their lives on a platform that's supposed to be open about your lives. And then there's the people that are overly open and like literally will post their hoo-ha on their like non-OnlyFans stuff Mm -hmm. and like, Go post your hoo-ha, but don't put it on my timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I don't want to see your TikTok, um, your hoo-ha, unless I'm paying for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All for, I will pay for your hoo-ha. Yeah. I will, if my friends put their hoo-ha out there, I may not look at it, but I will pay for your hoo-ha. I am all for like, putting what? it out there. I would much rather, like, know your self-worth to put your nudes on OnlyFans, because then you can get that get, get that dough girl like, like i'm all for but not and nothing against if you want to share your nudes and not get money for it there's also nothing oh, yeah that. i don't i don't want to sound like that but i also don't think everything needs to be on every oh. social media mm-hmm. i don't know what social media allows your hoo-ha out there but i'm i know for I a think fact twitter, does. twitter does right yeah. i was gonna say there's something i was on one day and i was like oh my god what am i <laughs> What am I looking at? I mean, it's cute, but like, <laughs> how did I get here? God. <laughs> I get, if I ever die, somebody please erase my Google history. I do not use incognito <laughs> mode. That's for sure. That's going to be private mode. I boom, forget. boom, bam. I forget. Literally, um, there is an adult website that is like at the top. Like you go on my, my phone right now, you open for a tab and there's the... <laughs> right there because i just what you gotta do. here's what you got to do you got to do it in incognito mode but then you got to take a step further so that when you're on inc- in little incognito mode you can have them erase your like tabs after a certain mm-hmm. amount of time see that's what i gotta do i see you i got see, you. i'm not so afraid like i'm not afraid of like my, my friends finding out but like should i die my parents don't need to be seen <laughs> Like, imagine, imagine your parents just, like, seeing the type of porn you watch. Like, oh, my God. I am so sorry, Mom and Dad. Thank God you don't know um, I do a podcast. <laughs> but anyways, we can, we can circle back. Yeah, let's just, like, um, so I do, I think something to point out um, in this grand rant I took us on, and I apologize, the ADHME, ADHME. <laughs> I got the not, HP, so we all good, baby. I say I don't take the Adderall, so. Oh, you got to get on the Vyvanse. The oh, Vyvanse. They, okay, this is how old I am. I was prescribed Ritalin. Oh, my God. They do not prescribe Ritalin these days. I was on Ritalin for a long time. It is a miracle that I am not more fucked up in life. <laughs> 
anyways, but we don't take, we don't take Adderall. We just deal with the ADHD, which is probably why talking is like so much fun for me. Oh, same. All right. But anyways, um, to circle back on chauvinism, something that we're not necessarily directly discussing today is like maybe toxic traits. And I, I know you have stronger feelings than I do, but when it comes to podcasts, like call her daddy, yeah. there's definitely benefits to those podcasts. Yeah. And like, I've learned and taken things away from those podcasts, but I also see the toxic. I don't want to call either of the hosts from that show toxic. I don't know them. I don't know them personally. Mm -hmm. Supposedly some of the show's been scripted. So I don't know how much of them that is their actual thoughts. I don't want to speak on them, but I do want to say that there's a lot of toxic traits that get brought up such as like going into like the boyfriend's iPad to catch them cheating and doing all this other stuff. And like, I get it. Getting cheated on sucks. I've been there. Like I found the girl's underwear in my bed and would I rather found something else? Yes. But it is what it is. I think that conversations should be had more of being open communication. And if you suspect cheating and you, you just don't feel comfortable, then as we said in the beginning of the podcast, leaving the situation. And I think some of these podcasts that have all these hints and tricks and all this yeah. stuff are causing, I don't want to say causing women to be toxic, but normalizing toxic traits. Yep. I agree. That if a man did it, would you feel the same way? Exactly. About it. And again, again, like I said, nothing against the hosts of the show. I don't know their personal lives. I don't know how much of that they take into their personal lives. Mm -hmm. Having open communications about sex and things like that is something that women do need because it's, it's, I don't want to call it the locker room, but it's like a locker room for girls to have these conversations that are very important, especially for like someone like me. I grew up in a religious background. Did you hear that? Like that? I started to sing that bird for a second. I don't know what that was. Uh, I grew up in a religious background where I didn't know what a penis was. Well, I knew what it was, but like, I, I hadn't seen one until I was 18. I didn't know what sex was until I was 18. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, so because of that, I enjoy the conversations on that podcast, but the, I can also adapt dress that not everything from it is good i know you feel a little bit more extreme on that those are my thoughts but that's that's kind of not what we're, we're not addressing like that kind of toxic yeah. actions today because i do not have um i don't have the mental capacity yeah or the degree that's like a whole separate i don't even know if i have i mean i barely have enough qualifications to be speaking on this i don't think i i feel like you need a psychology degree or something for <laughs> that conversation. I have a, a BA, but I, I do not have it in psychology. So uh, kind of about the call her daddy kind of deal. Again, I love because I am very much pro sexuality for women. Because as women were told that we can't be sexual beings and only men can be the one who show like sexual prowess or things that they like outwardly show that they are sexual creatures. And I think quarantine has kind of like shown men a little bit where they're like oh damn girls get horny too like I don't know if you've watched Big Mouth but there's like a scene in like the first season where Jesse it's like they're reading a book about uh oh is it the book like somebody reads it and then passes it on yes okay I know what you're talking about yep and then the girl one of the character's sisters says girls get horny too and then there's like a scene where his head like blows off of his body and then he goes around telling all of his friends and then their heads like blow off of their bodies like I feel like quarantine kind of just like turned over a little bit of a, of a rock and now we can't put the rock back over because <laughs> now guys know our secrets they know all of this stuff I think that also takes away some of the ability to be a pick me girl too yeah because the few girls that were overly open before are now competing with all these other women who are being more open. I'm all for open sexuality. I am also obviously for consent. And when I I say that um, in like day to day in converse, whether conversations or things like that, consent needs to be consistently brought up. I agree. Um, when it comes to having, like I was saying, like hoo-hahs on Twitter or whatever social media I was on, oh, go for it. But I need to know it. I know need to know it's going to be there so I can decide if I want to see it. Yeah. But I'm all for women. Do your thing. Like I am all for the woman body being out there. Yeah. Go for it. Um, it's something. 
take a, a little turn similar talking about sexual equality and sexual proudness um the the idea behind women having rosters yeah. and numbering their men with rosters i think historically men have been so criticized for having rosters and now women are having them and it's something that's become more normalized even though like getting back into like the female chauvinists who have rosters just because they knew somebody who who, who if they were on a, another man's roster like i think having rosters fine let your freak frag freak flag fry fly whoa <laughs> words wait but <laughs> I need some freak fries. <laughs> yeah, you have to be, what you were talking about, consensual. Both parties have to know yeah. about who else the other person is sleeping with. Because if one person is sleeping with, like, two or more other people outside of this one sexual relationship, then both people have to be completely in the loop with each other. Yeah. So this is when it comes to health. And, like, you can't. You can't just not be in the loop about that kind of stuff. Yeah, this yeah. is my my personal thing. I don't have a roster. Same. I also made a personal decision. I don't remember if you were in on that conversation when I made the decision, but I don't talk to multiple people. I don't. If I'm talking to you, even if we're just talking, and I just do not have the mental capacity or the time, the ADHD could never... Yep. <laughs> it, it's just, it's not happening. But I also recognize that the person I'm just talking to is going to be talking to other oh, people. Absolutely. As long as they're up front with me and I tell them, I'm like, if you sleep with me, you're only sleeping with me unless we have a conversation with yep. other partners being had. Because I don't want to risk myself and I need to make a decision, which it's going to be a person-by-person basis. I may be okay with a really open relationship with one person, but not another. Yeah. So it's the communication has to be there. I'm probably last on whoever this person's roster is, but as long as I know there's a roster, then I can take yeah. the steps to protect myself. Yeah. I, but I'm nothing against women having rosters, but I, oh, I, yeah. but I agree with what you're saying is I feel a lot of women have rosters just because a man they were with had a roster. And I hate this idea of, okay, yes, have a roster. Let people know they're, they're on a roster. Have everyone aware of their position. But bragging about having a roster and bragging about telling men their place. Yeah. It's, that just, that just it's, denigrates another human. Like, that's not at all necessary at all to do. Yeah, and it, there's zero reason to, first of all, have this conversation publicly. I should yeah. not, I am not. Did that person that's on your roster consent to me knowing this information? Probably not. So, so there's that aspect of it. There's the second aspect of like, yes, sexual women 2020, but also like, I'm not consenting to knowing your sexual life. So I, I think there's a lot with, I feel like that ties way more into consent than when we were originally talking about it. Like I, it's just like processing through my head, have a roster, do you, you be you. A big thing that blew up on TikTok, not specifically about rosters, but like a girl that would rate her dates after she had them. Mm-hmm. And then it came up of people being like, well, do these people know you're making TikToks about your date and rating them? And that kind of like really opened my eyes about how I treat these people. I never really made TikToks of that sort, but it opened my eyes of even in private, are these people okay with the conversations I'm having about them. Yeah. I got, I came across a TikTok today on my For You page and it was, the creator was saying, all right, women don't comment in this comment section, but this is a space for you to like observe and listen. Now guys comment what you think, like the biggest problems that have been in your relationships and like what have women done that has been something that's really harmed your self-worth a lot of them were saying, I don't want your best friend to know my deepest, darkest secrets. That's not necessary for them to know because I didn't give you my consent for those people to know. Like I didn't give you the okay to go ahead and run to all of your friends and say, yeah, 
we had sex like a lot of like it gets into those things where you should let yeah. certain things be within stay between the two and I think that's something I really need to work on and I've noticed quarantine had made me more open about some things like we have we're, just, we're discussing before I think I was definitely more open about things um, whether it be on zoom calls or private conversations I was more open about like these guys I'm talking to and I'm like Granted, they could be talking about me, but I don't know. But should that person overhear what I'm saying? One, am I being accurate or fair to them? Two, would they be okay with what I was saying about them? And three, if the roles were reversed, would I be okay with what I was saying? And I think that's something that, I mean, we're always, we're human. We're always going to struggle when it comes to things like that. But I think women do overshare when it comes to that. And we don't take into account how harmful our words in private can be. And I also think men undershare. So men, women overshare, men undershare. And I think this goes back to the idea of equality because men feel like they can't really share their true feelings. And I am in some regard this way too, where I do not tell anybody my personal feelings. Like unless I want you to know about how I'm feeling in a specific situation. I will mask it until the day that I die and will just like hide things from people. And I know that men have a really hard time with this because it's constant that they shouldn't show emotion or they shouldn't be one way. And women have to be this way or they have to be more open and be more conversational and be more all of these things that men are told that they can't be. Also, people, I do love women, I swear. It's just, <laughs> I think we need to address some some toxic, toxic things that we, we do. Let's take a quick break, and then I think we can get into my favorite topic, judging people. We're back, everybody. So I think the last topic to really touch on and not really a whole lot of time that we need to spend on it, as I said before we took a break, is judging people and like specifically judging people and attributes they can't change. Yeah. Or at least change in 30 seconds. Yeah. And I like that. I like the whole thing. If they can't change it in 30 seconds, it's not worth bringing up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's worth bringing up in a conversation maybe later on. But if they can't yeah. change it right in that moment and there's nothing they can do to address it in that moment. Don't bring it up. The biggest thing that I hate, and I actually blocked a uh, verified TikToker because of this. <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I just get angry and it's easier to block them and just, like we said, cut them out because there's no need. Yep. So she had made a TikTok and it was like, girl, stop crying. It's time to realize that his height really did matter. And I made a comment and I said, height really shouldn't matter. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm not saying that at all. I said, you're literally implying that height yeah. matters. And then, like, she backtracked and said, well, yeah, I'm a tall girl. I'm 5'10". I'm like, so, like, and I got frustrated. And it was a conversation that went in circles. And eventually I just blocked her because it was, at the end of the day, she's not changing her mind. And I'm not doing, I'm not benefiting anyone by arguing with a random stranger mm-hmm. online. Yeah. But I hate the whole, like, judging a man for his height Am I guilty of judging people on looks? Yeah, yes, I'm, I am, but I'm trying to be more conscious. So it's like height, hair color, like you can have a preference, but they shouldn't be. The end all be all. The end all be all. What should be an end all be all is someone's attitude, someone's, and I don't mean background. What's the word I'm looking for? Lifestyle. That's where I'm looking Someone's lifestyle, something like that, where they can control what it is, but like their height, like so many TikToks about men's heights. Oh, and like, okay. The size of the package does not matter. The size of the package does not matter. (laughs) Save for the cheap seats. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. All right. We ready people? I hate this. I hate that so much. First of all, 70% of women cannot orgasm through vaginal sex. So the size of your penis does not fucking matter. It yeah. does not. It is so much more than the size of the penis. Also, men can't feel anything outside the tip, so why would you even worry about putting the whole thing in your mouth? Is that actually a thing? Yeah, they don't feel anything outside the tip. 
Someone told me this recently, and my mind was literally blown. I got to text. I got to hang on. I've (laughs) never heard this in my life. Yeah, I, I think I was one of my guy friends. And literally, I think one of them was like, yeah, we can't feel anything from the, like, from the tip, like, apart from the tip. And then, but it's fun to see you go I all literally the just winked at like, you. Did you see that? I didn't even mean to. I just, like, <laughs> right, that on. just, like, blew my whole mind. I have not, I have not heard that. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna text the men in my life. I literally just copied and pasted this to five different men. Oh, my God. Because I need to know now. I am so intrigued by this because yeah, I've never heard shocked. that before. Okay. People That's correct people. me if I'm wrong or if Taylor's wrong. I'm doing some uh, some research on my own to find out. I, I don't have an answer yet. All I said was I have a sex question. He okay. said, what's up? Yeah. So going on the topic of judgment. So what I was saying, the pa- um, girls that judge based on package sizes, which I am finding more about the package. I'm very excited. This interests me. But height, things like that. I am never, ever going to defend age differences where it involves a minor. Yes, they cannot control their age. I don't want people trying to like twist my words ever. So that will not be discussed. But when we're talking about things that you can't change, I think a lot of women take this whole, well, they judge me for my weight. They judge me for this. They judge me for that. So I can judge them for these things. And that's just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, I agree. Like, for me personally, I have always been, like, interested in men who were taller. And by tall, I mean, like, 5'10", like, 5'9", and above. And because I'm 5'4", I'm not tall by any means, but that's a preference for me. But I will not let that be the deciding factor if I talk to somebody or not. And it's harder, I think, with online dating because you they put their height in the bio. So I, I have mixed feelings on that. I think, I know how you feel. I know you hate it. I know you hate it when it's in the bio. I actually don't hate it. Oh, you don't play. Who said they hate it? It's not, I don't hate it because I, like I said, I like somebody who's taller and that's just a personal preference that I will never write somebody off just because they are not a specific height. Because for me, I like the feeling of just being like completely wrapped, like a blanket almost. And that only happens when somebody's taller than me by a good like six inches. So it's again I'm not gonna write somebody off just because they yeah, aren't that height it's just it? someone told me someone was like I hate when boys put their height in their bio and I was like I get what you're getting at because you I get it because it's like they they're implying their height matters but yeah. also they're putting their height in their bio because women are telling them their height matters yeah I'm not going to like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it's not a factor but, you know, it's not, like, it's not the first thing that I look at. Like, I, there are other things that I take into consideration way before I take into consideration about height. The conversation that we have has to flow well because I am very much about, about energies. And if our energies, like, don't match up at all, then I just, like, will not waste my time. And you have to be funny. Like, you can't not be funny and then also I love the double one of these other double standards for me is the dad bod I love a man with a dad bod love it 1000 percent. I love the I love the new balances I love the white new balances where was that from (laughs) the dad bod with the white new balance shoes okay okay they have the dad bod with the white new balances I don't know what about that is attractive you okay you 30 year old that I like literally a little bit dissed during a private conversation today just just wear the new balances oh my god the panty will drop well I'm wearing a a a cow onesie but the cow onesie will drop (laughs) (laughs) what is it about dad bots I have a little bit of a theory on this if you sit all of like the really funny female I mean male comedians like all next to each other all of them have a little weight on them. Yeah. And again, happy. well, I guess happy, aren't necessarily happy and also not. Yeah, no, no, no. But I, as soon as I said it, I was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> but people who are larger, I found, are just funnier. And that's obviously not 
applying to every single person, but that's something that I have run across, that I have come across. But the double standard I was talking about is women and guys are praised for having the dad bod, but women, like, yes, being thick is a po- is a positive thing, but it's like you have to have a really tiny waist, a flat tummy, and, like, no fat anywhere except yeah. in your ass and your tits. And that's just not realistic at all. Because with the, the fat ass, A comes a fat heart. I got a fat heart and a fat ass. So I, so funny when it comes to my ass, apparently I've always had a fat ass, but I did not realize what, <laughs> oh my God, is that a pumpkin? It's a pumpkin. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm looking at a very sexual pumpkin right now, people. But we have an answer to our, um, is it just the tip? So I had two guys that responded. Uh, One guy said, uh, no, but the tip is more sensitive, so that's probably why it feels like that. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy, he said, well, obviously the tip is the most sensitive part. I don't know how to put it into words. I've never really thought about it that much. I don't really think about my dick during sex. If it's good, it's good. It don't matter where I feel it. (laughs) So I'm still confused. I'm going to say that the first person's probably correct is it's just because all the sensation is there. I mean, it's kind of the same with like the vagina. Like obviously the clitoris is where like the the most pleasure is, but it doesn't mean I don't feel pleasure when the penis is inside yeah this is an r-rated episode i apologize but anyways okay so things they can't change penises but i'm not gonna act like i'm perfect um if you looked at the guys i've dated i definitely don't date for just looks Uh, but obviously you do want to be sexually attracted to somebody or in some in some way whether that is attraction is their personality or their physical attributes but it shouldn't just be one or the other or there should be some sort of combination that you're comfortable with but also that your partner's comfortable with is someone going to be comfortable you're just dating them because they're tall yeah i would like to assume no but yeah maybe they're just as shallow as you it's possible that that could be the reason that you started dating and then other reasons and like why you are continuing to date them. yeah but that's a that's a big thing i see i've seen tiktoks where girls and uh, guys do this too, but we're focusing on women having these toxic traits of like judging a man because of his penis size, judging him because of his height, judging him because of his looks, his, his clothes, his this, his that. And certain things like clothing, okay, maybe a slight issue because you can kind of change your clothing, but then you don't know someone's financial, you know what I mean? Five and a half inch inseam, do it. That's all I'm going to say about the clothing thing. I don't care who you are. Your ass will look so much better if you have a five and a half inch inseam. I am not <laughs> kidding you. And also another thing, girls like boy booty. I like a good boy. I love a good girl bo- girl. I love a girl booty. That is for sure. But I also love a boy booty. Yeah, if you got a good man ass, you got to show it with a five and a half inch inseam. Boy booty. Love it. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I think we've talked, we talked about a lot of stuff today. A little bit all over. I mean, that's to be expected. <laughs> I, but I do really think these are things that we, as women and as people, need to, like, to consider when we talk about equality and looking for yeah. equality and, and all of that. Like, it's like an overcorrection. Yeah. And I can't think of an exact example right now, but I had one earlier of like some, when you're trying to correct one, one wrong, and then you create a whole other issue. Yeah. Fight fire with fire. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. the whole main point. Like you can't justify your action just because someone has treated you as such. Like you can't, that's not the way that you should go about treating people. Like you would hope to be described like if you're dead and people at your funeral well they say oh my god they were such a a toxic person to me and they made me feel like shit about myself you don't want people saying that about you you want people to say they really took the high road and they were respectful when they corrected me on my shit but they also corrected themselves on their shit too it's not just about 
like being a good person should be the goal of your life period but and i i know there's going to be some people that if you said that to them or should they hear this podcast they're going to say well if you don't like me how i am then don't be friends with me or don't associate with me don't win. and at the end of the day you're correct yeah you want to act like that way you want to be that way but it doesn't necessarily make you correct in how you're acting. And I, and as I've stated multiple times before, I think we all have things we need to address with ourselves when it comes to overcorrecting or fighting fire with fire and not judging people, but being, being open, but being mindful. And the line I said yesterday, I was like, there's a lot of things as an adult that you can do but it doesn't mean you should. Can I eat ice cream for dinner every night for the rest of my life as an adult? Yes. Should I? No. Will I? To be determined. Um, <laughs> or like when it comes to smoke, I think smoking is a good example when it comes to like comparing toxic traits. Can you smoke as an adult? Yes. Can you easily access within reason? Yes. You can easily access, yeah. access cigarettes. Can you smoke? Yes, you can smoke. But are you going to get judged for it? And really, should you do it? And is it good for you? No. Yeah. I think that's probably a better thing than ice cream. But I'm really thinking about ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like in the last five minutes, I was like, oh, I ordered ice cream. I'm excited. <laughs> and will, will, will this conversation change someone's mind? I'm going to go on a limb and say if someone's that deep into their toxic thinking, no. But I would hope that people stop and think about, and even myself, I want to be mindful because like when we were talking about consent there's a lot of things i'm like wow am i really are people consenting to me talk about the way that i'm talking about them so i i just hope it helps people to to address within themselves traits that may be toxic yeah or even with um those that they surround themselves whether they directly address the person or decide to separate from the person which as we said there's nothing wrong with separating from someone that brings toxicity into your life i think like everybody in your life is there because you let them be there. And because you let them interact with you, you can easily say, I'm not going to let you interact with them anymore, with me anymore. And that's a conscious choice that I think as an adult or as someone who's going through young adulthood has to recognize, because if you don't recognize, you're going to, you're going to walk through your life surrounded by people who make you feel lonely and who make you feel like you're alone when nobody, when everybody, when other people are around you. Like, you don't want to be, like, use this as a hypothetical, you don't want to be standing up, being married to the love of your life, and look out at the people who are at your wedding, and feel like, wow, if I just, like, like, these people wouldn't, these are not, this is not who I am. Like, you know, you can control those and you can control your behaviors and you can also call out other people on their toxic behaviors and you should be open to allow others to call you out on your toxic behaviors too. Because if someone just says, that's not the correct way to say that, I think the theme of 2020 should be, hey, that's not right. Can you, do you mind changing your language? Say, yeah, I will absolutely reflect on that and I'll change it up for later. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for showing that I was wrong. And just being able to accept criticism from others that you are in a relationship with in any form of yeah. relationship should be like the way that you go through life. Yeah, I agree. I, you're just, you're the communications major and I am the econ major. <laughs> and if you want to know how to take a third world country and turn it into a second world country, I have a paper I can show you. If you want to talk and articulate your words well, Taylor's got you. I, I have nothing to add. I have nothing to add because <laughs> I feel, I, feel okay. I was going to say we, there's definitely parts that I think you, you can agree with me. There's parts where we agree with each other, but in slightly different ways. And I, in the sake of being an adult, can acknowledge that we're not going to agree in all ways. But yeah, I think what you, are, what you said is pretty much like, that's how I felt. And as, as we referenced multiple times through this podcast, there was a scenario that brought me into this thinking of like, really actually evaluating what friendship means, which I semi-touched on with Elise, yeah. what equality means, and like, who do I want to be as a person? So it's been a long time since we posted the first episode because I personally went through 
I don't think mental breakdown is the correct actual lingo, but that's what I'm going to say. Existential crisis, is that better? Existential crisis. I was having full-blown panic attacks and I had disassociation and like things that I can't explain. But anyways, partially relating to that scenario and partially relating to other things in life and the fact that I need to be on antidepressant. You know what I mean? So there was a lot going on in my life, but that conversation we had really helped me center my thinking when it came to who am I allowing in my life? Why am I allowing these toxic traits? Regardless who are they from, the specific scenarios we're talking about involve females, but this also applies to males. Keeping them in my life or not keeping them in my life. And there was something that someone said, and this was when I got was really into the idea of minimalism, which if you saw my apartment, you would know I did not accomplish that. But they said, why are you bringing things into your life that don't benefit you? Yeah. And I think that's a good, that's a good way to kind of round about like my, where my thinking came from and how, how we got to, to that conversation, which I thought was amazing. We obviously need to stop having conversations through Snapchat though. We can I, have that through like, I don't even know any out. I feel old. Like I'm very old. I, okay. First of all, I don't have actual Twitter. What I do is I like Google someone I know that has Twitter and then, cause I want to know what they say. And then I go through their Twitter feed and then I end up on these randoms Twitter feeds. And then like, I, it's a, like a snowball from there. So I don't actually have Twitter. Uh, I have a hundred followers on Instagram. So I'm very proud that a couple people with thousands of followers follow me. So obviously I'm important. I'll be. I mean, I have a TikToker with a 150K plus that follows me. You hear that, guys? I can get some clout. That is 100% a joke. I swear if anyone ever takes me seriously about that. Yeah, but when it comes to like that stuff, uh, Facebook, I think, and I think I'm in the same boat as a lot of people. I just have Facebook for family members, not for friends. Yeah. So, all right, everybody. There's probably going to be some weird editing because I ramble and go on these tangents that have absolutely nothing to do with nothing. But I want to thank you guys all for listening. Hopefully this is a longer podcast than this first one. Hopefully a little bit better in editing. Loved having Taylor. She's she has a way of just like I I honestly at points was just listening to her, <laughs> which for me to shut up. <laughs> that's a miracle but thank you everyone for listening thank you for everyone supporting uh, i want to thank paloma specifically she donated a hundred dollar microphone for me because i i was using like apple like old school apple with the normal jack headphones <laughs> when's the last time apple made those i couldn't well, they're getting rid of them so <laughs> so but thank you paloma the uh, grateful grateful for that i know i also mentioned uh my existential crisis there's a lot of girls that have helped with the podcast that also helped me through that and i'm very grateful for that and uh thank you everyone i don't know when the next episode will be i don't know what it will be about i want it to be about tinder but life keeps giving me scenarios and life lessons so we'll see thank you everyone